Hello, my kings, queens, princes. Good afternoon, my kings, queens, princes, and prince. We're looking at our last fruit of the spirit, which is the eighth fruit, and it is self-control. As we look at the eighth fruit, self-control, think about the topic, real love. And to understand real love, to really get the real on real love, we must take it back to the foundation. The first scripture that I'm going to read is the gospel according to John chapter 1, verse 1. It reads in the inter New International Version, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then there's 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 which reads, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. The next scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And the last scripture is Romans chapter 12, Verse 9, love must be sincere. Remember, only John's gospel names Jesus as the Logos, L-O-G-O-S, and declares that he existed long before time was measured. The Greek word carries a variety of meanings, all relating to the act of speaking. It could be translated word, a thought that comes to expression, message, declaration, reason, or the content of preaching. Most are found in various translations. It is clear that John means that Logos, L-O-G-O-S, is declared to all creation. Remember, the Gospel of John has been seen as especially aimed at emphasizing Jesus' divinity, presenting Jesus as the Logos that is preexistent and divine from its first words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Remember, the Bible also emphatically and ambiguously declares that there is only one God. Isaiah 44 verse 8, Isaiah 45 verse 18, and numerous other scriptures um, mention this. Hence, all has always affirmed that the one true God is triune. T-R-I-U-N-E, in nature, triune in nature. Three co-equal and co-eternal persons in the Godhead. Remember, we're, meaning you, me, and everybody else, we came out of love. We're from love. Love gave us freedom until the fall of man. But love rescued us from the, the whole episode. 
Love is in everything and everyone. Before there was us, love was and is. To know love, we must go to love. There is no perversion with love. Any deviations is just the okie doke. So what is love? Understanding love is the first step towards mastering love and mastering relationships. To understand love is fitting to go to the core of love. Many of us are saddened, saddened by the fact that there is a lot of misery in the world. There's a lot of suffering, a lot of deception, and a lot of destruction. Some feel that things are getting worse and the world is more divided than ever. And on the other hand, we are encouraged by the many acts of kindness, the many thoughtfulness, and the many acts of love that all goes around. Almost everybody wants to live happily and peacefully, and almost everybody wants loving relationships. Even those folks we perceive as hostile, they want loving relationships too. The natural question then is, why do we so often fail? It's not news to anyone that the answer to happy living is love. Love is the key to any life and the key to happiness. The curious thing about love is that despite its indisputable importance to our lives, we spend compar comparatively little time trying to understand it. We all have a certain concept of love, but do we question or probe it? Instead, we spend most of our lives acquiring skills and knowledge which we believe to facilitate us navigating to a successful life, but have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with love. If we come to understand why love is so essential to us, and conversely, why neg neg neglecting the focus, our attention on love, is detrimental, and maybe we will be more motivated to recenter our priorities. So do we have any influence on love? It is, is it part of our biology? Is it part of our spirituality? Is it both? What is it that makes us love someone? What makes us not love someone on the other hand? As we turn our attention to the triune God, Love has been with us before we were conceived in our mother's womb. The scripture reads in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. That is everyone's call. The beautiful thing about this is that when love creates a person, it is from a plan that love has developed before love began forming us in the womb. 
Love not only knows what we will be, love actually knows the us as though we have already been made. In other words, the first half of this verse applies to all humans. The second part applies specifically to the prophet Jeremiah, but has implications for all of us. In the first part, God reveals that when he creates a person, it is from a plan that he has developed before he began forming us in our, in our mother's womb. He not only knows what he is going to make, he actually knows the person as though they have already been made. And one last thing. He is sovereign over our makeup and wiring, our personality, our gifts, our talents, our height, and all the rest of our physical attributes. He plans us according to his purposes for us and his plans to glorify himself by our lives. When we come to know him, it is confronting it is comforting, I should say, it is comforting to understand this great truth more and more. We are not to look at other people and ask God, why did you make me such and such? As in Romans chapter 9 verse 20, it speaks on that. Rather, we must learn to trust God for who he is has, and has made us to be by searching out his purposes for us and being about his business which has become our business we are his workmanship as stated in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 he set us apart for the unique life he has called us to live now for Jeremiah it meant an appointment as a prophet to the nations for all of us there is a call to witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the ways in which God has moved and worked in our lives and our own salvation. But he has also called us to certain vocations, the discovery of which will allow us to flourish in his kingdom for his purposes and for his glory. And as we look at um scripture uh it let us know that i it says that i appointed you as a prophet to the nation speaking to jeremiah he was set apart to be a prophet to the nations that was his unique calling everyone especially every believer has a unique calling for which they have been set apart on rare, rare, rare occasions, God will miraculously call his man, M-A-N, capital M-A-N. We're not talking about a man like in gender, but we're talking about humans for the work for which he has been set apart for. Remember the burning bush scriptures that talks about the visitation from an angel? Well, that's what I'm talking about. But generally... As one prayerfully pursues a vocational interest that serves others and provides sustenance 
one is likely to find one's vocational calling. What is not love? Because we have already talked about what is love. What is not love? Love cannot be imprisoned, nor can it be legislated. Love is not a substance. It is not a commodity, not even a marketable power source. Love it has no territory, no borders, no quantifiable mass or energy output. What is not love? Love is not irrationally jealous in the name of passion. It is not passion. That's just 100% grade A distrust. Love is not explosive anger. Love is not ownership. Love is not force. Love is not needing to be with each other every single moment in the detriment to each other's friendship, each other's interests, or each other's life experiences. Love is not smushing your two independent identities together to, to become one unit who is not capable of existing without the other person. Love is not uncertain about whether about where it stands it is open and honest and transparent and communicative because love does not restrain or constrict or conceal love is not a panicky need for each other it doesn't say i love you because i need you it says i love you right now and that's enough Love is not dishonest. It is not vulnerable and unfiltered. It is not built on the foundation of deceit. Love is not built on the foundation of deceit. Love is not built on the foundation of deceit. Love is not a forever promise. Love does not need to be forever for it to mean something. Love can sometimes last a day, a year, ten years, a lifetime. Love doesn't need to last a certain amount of time for it to be real and true and pure. Love is not resentful. Love does, on the other hand, create an environment to express or air hurt feelings or grievances it does not build and store up grievances over years only to explode like a bomb in destruction of the relationship. Love is not unsupportive. Love desires the highest good for each person, knowing well, full well that when both people are independently happy and bring that happiness to that relationship, the highest love can be felt. Love is not unequal or unbalanced. Each person is valued as God has valued us. Your desires, your hopes and dreams, your feelings and your thoughts are equally heard and accounted for. Love does not center on one person in order to sideline the other. Let me say it again. Love does not center on one person in order to sideline the other. No matter the achievement, the burden, 
or the experience it is felt equality and we can go on and on because love is infinite and because love is infinite we can be infinite in letting you know what love is not so what we do have is the reign of jesus will be the ultimate victory for us and that is love as believers in faith working the fruits of the spirit dying daily to things that do not adhere to the triune god and not by our works of the flesh in john 14 verse 21 it says whoever has my commandments and keeps them he it is who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and manifest myself to him remember for the world the message goal is to take you out for good dying daily culminates the following as paul says in his great hymn to love love agape that means agape love is patient it's kind and love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way it is not irritable it is not resentful it does not rejoice in wrongdoing but rejoices in the truth love never fails so everyone as i close today just remember jesus is coming back for all of us we're his and love will put us in the book of life as is told in revelation chapter 20 verses 11 through 15. have a blessed and beautiful day in the lord love yourself love others forgive yourself forgive others have mercy and grace and have hope for yourself and others and the rest of the fruits of the spirit be blessed selah